The tour content from now through Lagwa Omer has been generously sponsored by Malki M. Thank you, Malki. June is less than a month away, which means that I'll soon be transitioning into summer writing mode with more Substack articles and fewer recorded shiurim. The bulk of these articles will remain free. However, if you would like to support my Torah and gain access to additional spicy written content, consider becoming a paid subscriber by going to rabbishneweiss.substack.com and signing up today. Hello, I'm Rabbi Matt Schneeweiss, and this is the audio version of the one-page article I wrote and published on my Substack at rabbishneeweiss.substack.com and on my blog, kolhasridim.blogspot.com, on February 2nd, 2023, and the title of the article is Bishalach. Was Miriam a prophetess? It would seem the answer to this question is, of course she was. The Torah explicitly states in Parshas Bishalach, Shemos 15, 20-21, quote, Miriam Haneviah, the prophetess, our own sister took the tambourine in her hand, and all the women went out after her with her tambourines and dances. Miriam sang responsively to them, Sing to Hashem, for he has triumphed gloriously, a horse and his rider he has hurled into the sea. End quote. The problem is that even though she is called Miriam Hanaviah, we don't have a clear record of any prophecy she received. By my count, there are four approaches taken by the commentators to address this difficulty. The first is the Midrashic approach taken by Chazal and cited by Rashi. Uh, Quote from Megillah 14a and Sota 13a, Miriam was a prophetess, as it was written, as it is written, Miriam Hanaviah, sister of Aaron, and not the sister of Moshe. Rav Nachman said in the name of Rav, she prophesied when she was the sister of Aaron, i.e., before Moshe was born, saying, In the future, my mother will give birth to a son who will deliver the Jewish people to salvation. End quote. Rabino Avram ben Rambam takes a similar approach, offering support from different sources. Quote, the esoteric reason for why the Pasuk associates Miriam with Aharon rather than Moshe is because her level of prophecy was close to that of Aharon, but less than that of Moshe. This is indicated by her statement in the Pasuk on behalf of both of them in Parshas Bahaloscha Bamidbar 12.2. Quote, they said, did Hashem only speak with Moshe? Did he not also speak with us? This indicates that she was close to Aharon's level in prophecy. And the statement of Chazal in Moed Katan 28a and Bava Basra 17a that she also died with a divine kiss indicates that her great level was as sorry that her level was as great as Aaron's or close to it. Understand this, for it is subtle and wondrous. End quote. A third approach is suggested by the Kliyakar, which is more conservative in its reliance on the context in Bashalach. Quote: She became a prophetess now i.e. At the, at the time of the splitting of the sea. For at that event, even the women were able to see the presence of the Shekhinah. As Chazal said in Mechilta B'Shalach 3, even a maidservant at the sea saw what Yeshaya and Yechezkel didn't see. This is why it is stated, all the women went after her, since the prophecy began with her and all the women followed in her footsteps at that event in which all of them merited prophecy. End quote. The fourth approach diverges from the other three. Rashbam holds that the term Neviah in Bashalach does not mean prophetess, but rather an expert in words of praise or rebuke. Chizkuni similarly maintains that Miriam is called a Neviah here, not because she received prophecy, but because of her expert, quote, expertise in words of song, end quote. Shadal also maintains that the word Neviah here seems to denote, quote, one who is expert in the art of song and music, end quote, and supports his claim by citing examples of this usage throughout Tanakh. What compels these commentators to deviate from the standard usage of the term Nevia? Presumably, the fact that it doesn't make sense in this context to characterize Miriam as a prophetess since she is engaged in the act of singing God's praises, not prophesying. Yet, even these three commentators would admit that Miriam was a true prophetess. In addition to Miriam's testimony in Bahaloscha, 
namely the quote, did Hashem also not speak with us? We have an oral tradition that Miriam was a prophetess, as Chazal teach in Megillah 14a. There were seven prophetesses. Who were they? Sarah, Miriam, Devorah, Hannah, Abigail, Huldah, and Esther. Indeed, I have not found a single commentator who challenges this claim. Thus, the answer to our question is a resounding and unanimous, yes, Miriam was a prophetess. Why then did I bother raising this question? In order to illustrate an important methodological point. Just because the Torah says something which aligns with our premises and prejudices doesn't mean we shouldn't question it. This seemingly obvious question led to four different approaches, each of which yielded new insights. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are mattschneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbischneeweiss at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading, and thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.